What's good, family? It's the infamous CPA. And as you know, I love passive income and wholeheartedly believe that everyone should have several passive income streams. So I created a super detailed course that'll give you the exact blueprint on how I was able to create a passive income stream with rental car investing that now brings in over $150,000 per year. Increasing your income is vital to your journey to generational wealth and passive income is the holy grail. So visit gum.co backslash car rental money to get started and use the promo code double up for 15% off. Let's get this passive income. Leg out. Let's go. Get that money. Get that money. Welcome back to another episode of the Double Up Podcast. With Gene, a.k.a. The Real Estate Guy, and B-Rob, a.k.a. The Infamous CPA. This is the podcast about finance, real estate, investing, and personal and professional development. Now it's time to double up. Double up. This is episode 16 featuring Janilka and Anthony Hardzog, giving you all the game of how they paid off $114,000 in debt. It's going to be a good one. Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Double Love Podcast. It's Gene, also known as the Real Estate Guy. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore underscore Mr. Marshall. Yo, what's good, family? It's B-Rob, a.k.a. the infamous CPA. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Double Up Podcast. We're up to episode 16 now. We're putting them out week after week now, getting, getting way more consistent, which both of us are super happy about. So thank you guys for tuning in. We have some super special guests and we're going to get into a little bit later, but you know how we always kick it off, bro? How you double up this past week? How did I double up? So as many of you all know, I teach a, a real estate class weekly on Wednesdays. And uh, last night, the topic was about real estate marketing okay. and picking your farm area and why is that so important. And so what I've noticed from my students is that in 2019, nobody closed a deal. Mm. So nobody made no money. And my goal for 2020 is how can I position my students to close a deal and make some money, right? right? So what I've come to realize is that most people need a plan because they don't have the capacity of getting started. They don't have the capacity to get a plan going for themselves because they don't know where to start. So really giving my students a cold hard plan as it relates to how to get going in the real estate business and just in business in general. So one, creating a business plan. So we talked about getting their business plans going. Okay. Uh, we, we had them create LLCs, right? A lot of them was going to attorneys paying $500 to get the uh, LLC oh, started. Oh, man. And I'm just like, yo, you're going to reduce the fee in Illinois for 150 Right. Right? So just really kind of putting them on game as it relates to what they need to do in order to be successful in business, mm-hmm. one. And then two, I made some mistakes this week with some subcontractors. And what it taught me was be very, very specific and don't pay nobody until the service is done. Mm-hmm. And typically, I mean, I already knew not to pay anybody but the service is done. And inspected. And, and inspected. Yeah, but it was one little small thing. So as you all know, I'm GCing my own project because the contractor that I had, he basically screwed me over. So I was getting my HVAC done. And as I'm getting my HVAC done, they redid all my duct work. Okay. But I got a 90% efficiency furnace. So that furnace has a drain, mm-hmm. right? But they didn't give me no pump. Ugh. They didn't give me no pump. They didn't install no thermostat. 
So, and imagine I already wrote the check. Mm-hmm. I already wrote the check. They already cashed the check. So now I'm calling them. I can't get nobody to answer the phone. Thank God. Thank God. End up getting a call back. But that just goes to show, like, yo, like, be very, very specific in what you need mm-hmm. done. Make sure everything is written up in a contract, which it, which it was. Definitely. But don't pay out. Don't pay out until you inspect everything, even if it even if it runs, even if it look good. But just double check and fact check everything and make sure you got all your, you know, whistles and bolts in place. So. That's that's my double up, man. Adding that to my my failure resume. I feel like you missed. I feel like you missed something though. I feel like you had a big weekend um, with the concealed carry joint. Oh you, yeah, you leaving it oh, out? Yeah. Look, so I had uh, I had what I had fifteen students uh, in the concealed carry class this weekend. Uh, many of them left the class ecstatic, and ninety percent of them actually signed up to get involved with some real estate stuff I got going on. So. All about positioning people to not only just protect themselves, but all around uh, put themselves in a better position financially, spiritually, uh, mentally, emotionally. And um, I also went to a domestic abuse shelter and um, spoke to some women about how they can get involved with the concealed carry. And I'm actually giving 10 women um, that was a victim of domestic abuse uh, that concealed carry license for free. So I'm doing free training for them for them 10 women, for the for those 10 women. That's dope. And then um, you know we'll be we'll be going on from there, man. How about you? Man, that's dope. That's dope. So uh, this past week, I really was just focused on really monetizing the information that I have on my head. So I started to really capitalize on the car rental business because you know I've seen a ton of success with that. Um, so I've been doing consultations, really helping people, you know, get their business started and off the ground for a relatively low cost. Um, so I'm super excited, super excited about that because I literally started this last week and I already got one individual who already got their car on the road. Um, so I'm just looking forward to seeing, you know, more individuals start bringing in their passive income with the rental car business. Um, so super excited about that. Got a ton of products coming down the line, a couple of courses, you know, car rentals on house hacking. So I really just been grinding on that front, trying to bring in more income so I can just, you know, keep stacking, um, pay down some credit card debt. And I'm really focusing, I'm um, really following the template that, you know, a lot of other people, including our guests, kind of laid out where, you know, you have some debt you need to pay off. You need to increase your, increase your income in order to do so um, instead of worrying about decreasing your expenses uh, as your main focal point. So that's pretty much how I've been double, doubling up. And I also finished um, Outwitting the Devil today. This is a book that you put me on. So Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. It's a really great read. Um, I listened to it on Audible, which I think was super dope because you actually got to hear, you know, Napoleon Hill's conversation with the so-called devil Um, and the back and forth between the two. It was just super dope. He had a lot of a lot of great quotes in there that I was able to pull out. So those are some of the ways that I doubled up this past week. There we go. That book, yeah, yeah. that book had you thinking. Yeah, it definitely did. I'm like, man, hey, I might have to buy the physical because, you know, I like to go through and highlight at yeah. the same time. But no, it was definitely dope to listen to on Audible as well. So definitely highly recommend anybody listening. Check out that book, whether it's on Audible, whether it's a physical copy, just tune in. Um, you will definitely have a ton of recollections. So, but let's get into it. We got, like I mentioned, we got some super special guests uh most recently seen on good morning america trying to make sure i unmute them because they were muted um we're good welcome to the show uh can you guys introduce yourselves okay so we're the heart dogs and my name is janoka my name is anthony 
Um, and we're from Brooklyn, New York, living in Dallas the past four years. And we paid off $114,000 in 23 months. Yeah. We're uh, married. We're entrepreneurs. We live in Dallas, Texas. Like you said, we're 33 and 30. You don't know my age? 31. 31. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see, we are a couple of entrepreneurs as well. Um, so, yes, a little bit about us. Cool, cool. So welcome to the show. Like I said, no, we're super grateful to have you on. Um, trying to get this episode out for a couple of weeks now. So definitely happy to have you guys on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So let's get into it. So so in, in Brooklyn, they still saying son? Yeah, of course, son. That never change. <laughs> that's, that's ingrained in everything we do, son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a term of endearments. I don't think that's going to change. So one of the reasons why, you know, I really love you guys' story is that uh, a lot of people say, you know, grinding, don't grind in your 20s. Like the 20s is where you kind of have fun. Um, but I'm not even sure what age you guys were when you start paying off the debt. But essentially, you guys put the work in, you grind it, you started your business, uh, you increased your income as much as possible. And now I see you guys all over the world. So can you tell us some of the places that you traveled the last couple of months? Um, so where did we go? We went to Mexico to kind of like kick off. We went to Cabos. And then we went to Maldives in Dubai as like an anniversary and debt payoff trip. Okay. Uh, we also went to Jamaica and Miami. and Nashville, uh, yeah. New York a few times. We go to New York a lot because that's home. Uh, but upcoming this year, uh, just came back. Tony from just came back from Cabo's for a bachelor trip. You're going to Trinidad. I'm going to Trinidad, and then we have Morocco mm -hmm. for a wedding, and then we have Brazil and Greece as well. And then New <laughs> Later York, on and in then the probably New York again, and, and then, then also York. in between somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> we've, been, we've been traveling. <laughs> I see, I see. Traveling. So. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys traveled a little bit, you know, before you started your debt payoff journey. Uh, and I'm sure now you probably have way more money as well. So can you right. just tell, us, tell, you know, for you know, the young people in the audience to say like, you know, oh, I want to travel now. I want to experience now. But they, they really don't have, you know, a ton of money. What is the difference in traveling? You know, you're debt free. You have business bringing in income. You're making money probably while you're on vacation as well. Like, what does that feel like compared to when you were a little bit younger? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. The, the the feeling is way different. So I remember my first trip to Mexico um, back in college. After college, I put on a credit card. So I went. we went to spring break. I put on a credit card. And when I came back, I was paying it off. So the difference between then and now is that 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 trip is there with you. You enjoy it and you come back. You don't have to worry about that trip anymore. You worry about the experience. You don't have to worry about paying anything off because it's already paid off before you go. So we save every single month for travel. It's part of our budget. So we spend, we put about $400 a month in the travel budget. And it, we're not traveling every single month, but three, four months in, we got, you know, $1,200, $1,600 and we can use that to travel. So the, the trip never comes back with us. So that, that's a huge part of it. And then also you said we were we were in um we were in Maldives and I you know hopped on our laptop. We were at dinner one night and we had like five cleanings that night and we just pretty much built that was a pretty much uh we have a cleaning business as well. So we that was a pretty passive day. We just built the clients and we were sitting down at dinner just you know making money. Um so it's it's very different traveling now versus when we were traveling, especially me when I was younger. No, that's dope. because uh, I've noticed kind of the same thing. Cause I remember, you know, spring break in college, I went to Miami one year. Hey, I put it right on my Chase, my Chase credit card. Look, we, went, we went, you know, parasailing. We was all down Ocean Drive, eating good. You know, I came back. It was just like, damn, why did I put all this money on this credit card? 
had to yep. dig myself out of that situation. Uh, yeah, those refund checks in college used to be, mine used to be really strong, so you don't really realize that. They say, they say you got to pay those checks back, but you don't really know until you actually graduate and have to pay those checks yeah, back. Yeah, was I was getting yeah. crazy refund checks. I'm like, this is free money. <laughs> right. The government ain't giving you nothing for free, man. Free now. I don't know about later, though. <laughs> but let's let's get into you guys debt payoff story yep. uh, so where where did you guys start so when when did you realize you know the situation at hand how much debt you have and when did you kind of make that decision to you know pay it off a year ever so that was uh january 2017 when we decided that um Prior to that, I don't think we put our numbers together at all. Uh, we knew we had like student loans, credit card, and the new car that we bought, but we never like put it all together and see what the total amount was. Okay. Um, so it was a combination of like putting a lot of our 2016 Christmas gifts on credit cards. So we got and, married in 2016. Yeah. Okay. You asking them or you just no. <laughs> <laughs> the story. We got married in 2016. Don't get in trouble. Look. <laughs> we got married in 2016 May and then that Christmas. Yeah. That's, that's when we got the credit card debt. Yeah. So then I had said for 2017, I wanted to travel more and um, save more at the same time. And that's when he was kind of like, we can't do both. So then he got into um, Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. And that's my guy. who kind of kicked it off. In our household um for valentine's day that year 2017 i bought him the uh financial peace university course and we did that together that was like an eight-week course um and so that basically kicked off our debt journey and when we started we didn't really have a date in mind as to when we will pay it off we just knew that okay this is something we're going to do but three months in three four months in and where we were able to throw so much cash towards it we were like, we probably can pay this off by your third, by my 30th. Um, and so that's when we set the goal, like after four months of doing it. So yeah. that was the beginning. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Like a hundred, over a hundred K of debt in mm. 23 months. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, 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 go ahead, bro. so sorry, sorry. So let's do this. So a quick question. So how was you guys feeling when you looking at like, damn, I got, we got a hundred thousand dollars in plus in debt. Like, how did that make you feel? Um, and as you start to, you know, pay off that debt, what was the, what was the motivation there? Like, kind of share your your personal experience as it relates to like, damn, you got this debt hanging over your head. Like, how did you feel? And then how was it feeling like as you was paying it off? Yeah. So you want to go? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Oh no. Originally, I think that it wasn't a thought for me to pay off because I went to um, grad school. So like. My grad school loans was the bulk of it. 68000 was like the bulk of it because I went to private school as well. Um, 70000 So it wasn't That's a thought crazy. to me to ever pay, I mean, I would have paid off some point in my life. That was kind of how I thought about it. You know, like it is what it is. It's kind of like a car. You just have it. When you pay it, you pay it. Um, so when he first mentioned, I'm like, uh, like, I don't think that's possible. I'm not sure. Um, and I think what helped me to come to terms with it is a lot of the stories that he was playing with Dave Ramsey. Um, some of the couples were making way less than us and they had way more debt or it was a single person doing it. I'm like, wow, like they, these people are crushing it. Like they have way less money income than us and they're still doing it. So that was like something for me that I was like, okay, I think we can do this together. And then when we started to 
budget and started to throw the money, that was really exciting, actually. It was kind of like a turning point because it's like, oh, we do have all this extra money. What were we doing with it all this time? Like, so we do have extra money that we can throw because we was paying, of course, our bills. And I think I was putting like a thousand a month to my um, to my uh, student loans in general. But once we started to budget, we saw that we had this extra cash flow that wasn't going to anything or was probably being spent at the bars and brunch. Yeah. Um, and then, so I think the aggressive payoff was really like, oh, we got, we can do this. We actually can do this and work towards this goal. So mm-hmm. that was my feelings towards it. Yeah, with me, I was, I'm very competitive. So once I saw the numbers and, you know, like you said, the first couple months, you know, you times that by your, your you divide that by, you know, how much how many years you got left on this thing, you're looking at, well, this is, this is, I think our original payoff was like three and a half, four years. Mm-hmm. And then you start, you go a couple months in and you're like, wait, we can actually do this sooner. So I'm really competitive. So I've, you know, we had some people in our corner who's like, well, you know, why would you guys want to pay off, paid off by your 30? You got all this time. It doesn't make sense. And I was like, yeah. wait, we can do it by a 30. And once you kind of took that competitive edge, it was, it was game on at that point. Mm-hmm. So were there, were there any like down points where, you know, you tired of putting all your money t- towards debt? Uh, but I feel like you kind of, you guys kind of structured it to where, you know, you weren't really cutting back on the things that you love to do. You kind of yeah. just wrapped up on other things. Um, so, I, but were there any like low points where you kind of, you know, wanted to stop or anything like that or what, what kind of helped continue to push you through in times like that? I think, I don't know that we had too much low points, but the reason that we travel a lot is because I like to travel. Um, so there were some times that I'm like, I don't want to like risk making it to a friend's bachelor, not making it, sorry, to a friend's bachelorette or something because we're paying off the debt. Mm-hmm. I'm fine pushing back our debt payoff for two, three months. Like to me, it didn't really matter since I knew we were going to pay it off quickly anyway. So that was like some conversations that we had to have um, in regards to that. He's kind of like, the quicker you pay it off, the quicker it's out the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but I'm not willing to miss certain important events for family and friends. So that was a discussion that we had. Um, and then with, yeah. So I think once our mindsets changed around, you think about this as a chore, you think about this as punishment, you think about this as pretty much slavery, like, oh my God, all my money's going to debt. But once you change your mindset, like, this is not going to debt, this is going to our future selves, mm-hmm. you're not really punishing yourself at that point. So it's like, all right, I wanted to buy sneakers. I'm just a huge sneakerhead, you know, and then I stopped buying sneakers. Like, oh my God, I can't buy any sneakers. But once I changed my mindset, it was like, well, I don't really need these sneakers. I have plenty of sneakers to wear. I have plenty of clothes to wear. Yeah. Um, you know, we got plenty of things that we don't need um, on a daily basis. So once once our minds, at least my mindset changed, it didn't become slavery, it didn't come, become punishment. It became more as if we're we're reaching for our future selves not right now. And I think that's a, a huge point that you that you just brought up. Like it's the really the mindset shift. because um, you'll talk to, you know, certain individuals today, mostly young people, and you know, they think building a business or sacrificing your weekends is kinda like a punishment. They think um, <laughs> but in essence it's really necessary to get to where you really want to go to live life on your own terms or as dave ramsey says you know to live like no one else um mm-hmm. no i think that mindset is like the the most probably the most important factor because you, you guys weren't able to get on the same page mindset wise you probably wouldn't have been able to pay off all that debt in, that, in the amount of time that you did yeah no exactly no, i agree i agree mindset is a huge thing to yep. with it. yeah if you don't have that then it's like like you said but it's like 
what am I doing on weekends anyway at this point in my life? <laughs> like, yeah, there's things that happen. There's events and stuff like that, but not as frequently as when you're younger. And then I also think with us not living in New York, living out here kind of helped. I feel like if we were still in New York, it would be a baby shower, a brunch, a happy hour, something multiple times a week. Right. Out here, I mean, we don't have, we have friends, not as much as we do back home. So that was kind of helpful in a way. But so. also we weren't, our main focus wasn't just um, on, you know, cutting back expenses. So we were focused on raising our income. So that was a big part of it. Cool. So let's get into that. So what, what, in what ways did you raise your income? Like, what were you guys doing? Yeah, we were doing, we were doing everything we could get our hands on that would, that would create more income. So first thing was, we got jobs. It was like the easiest way to make more money is to get jobs. That's the first thing we did. Um, I got a job at a gym. I love working out. And uh, I started working there, you know, what was it, May? Mm-hmm. And um, then I started in August at Equinox. Yeah, so it's a fitness um, club. So we got a free membership. We were also getting paid. We weren't getting paid, you know, the most amount of money we could. But at the end of the day, it was very flexible. It worked on our schedules and it allowed us to bring in more income. And then we got a free gym membership. That's the first, that's the first thing we did. And then uh, you, he was doing like some paid surveys here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, then we started doing Toro, which was renting out our, our new car, uh, which is kind of like an enterprise, but a, how would you describe it? A peer-to-peer car rental service. Right. So people that come to Dallas, they want to get a car instead of going to enterprise and paying $200 a day for a car. Right. They'll come to me and they'll pay like $70, $80 a day for my car so we were doing that and then we were also doing rover which is when you watch other people's dogs instead of your dog going to like pet smart they'll be in the home with us um because we have a dog as well so we would have um, like three four dogs and each dog is about 30 dollars a day so you're mm-hmm. getting like 120 a day oh, over the weekend so yeah it adds up you have a couple dogs like one weekend we had about four dogs like i wouldn't do that every single time no. not anymore but <laughs> we had about four dogs running around and we get you know 160 a day or something like that so that adds then we, up. we started having regular so that became helpful too yep. and then um i'm a therapist so i started doing private practice as well on the side um so mm-hmm. yeah that was what else I think and then our latest and greatest, well, our biggest project to date is our cleaning business. Yeah. So we started a residential cleaning business in Dallas, Texas. So that's been the biggest part of our um, income at this point. Back then, we were just investing everything in, back into the business, but yeah, uh, we've grown it since then. How'd you get the cleaning business off the ground? Now, that's an episode in itself. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, podcast. So, long story short, I listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts, <laughs> and I listened to um, a podcast with a kid who started a cleaning business making $10,000 a month, and in I was college. in college. In college yeah. um, so, I was like, wait, I could do that. So, I found a kid um, who's an adult at this point. <laughs> <laughs> he travels the world, and he runs his cleaning business remotely. He has virtual assistants. Um, he doesn't do any cleaning himself. But what he did was he pretty much just found independent contractors and he created a website and started drawing traffic to that website so that people can book book him online. And he would just match them up with jobs. So he would match his independent contractors up with people who needed cleaning. That's what we that's what we did. It's a lot more intricate than that, but that's kind of like the, the groundwork for mm-hmm. it. That's dope. And you guys do have uh, coaching for that as well, right? So can you tell us a little bit more about that for anybody interested, you know, starting a cleaning business, like how it works? Um, what the what value they'll get out of it? Yeah, so so we get a lot of we get a lot of questions on starting the cleaning business, and so we offer like thirty minute consultations as well to see because some people just want to know like if it's something for them, and then if they want to move forward, we do a four week program where we help you get your um, cleaning business off the ground within a month. 
Um, and we also speak with them for an hour um, every week or more because there's a lot of text and email conversation back and forth. Um, and basically go over every single thing. So from LLC straight to like your first sale. Um, there's some people that come to us that they already have the LLC and the EIN and stuff like that. So we kind of meet them where they are. So building yeah, the website. Some people actually have businesses. They just don't got a lot of them. So looking to, right. they're looking to find ways to get more business. And looking to like just strategies to, you know, make more money with their cleaning business and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, we offer that four week program from beginning to end. Like I said, there's some people, like I said, with businesses. So we just, maybe we'll start off with like running your ads and how do you get contractors and pricing and different things like that. So we kind of meet people where they are with that program. And the reason that's really important for, at least for us is that we didn't have that guidance when we started. So we learned a lot on our own and Googling and asking questions. So if I had, if I knew I had a resource that I could go to and ask every single question, mm -hmm. We, we made like a $5,000 mistake that we had to pay for because we didn't put no sales tax. We didn't have any sales tax on our business and we didn't know that that was required in Dallas, Texas. We thought it was kind of optional for the government, but they want yeah. their money. So we could have saved $5,000 if we would have, you know. So if you're paying someone $400 so you don't make a $5,000 mistake, then I think that's a good, you know, ROI. Um, so we, we started doing that. Like one lady yesterday we, that we were working with, she actually really didn't realize how powerful Yelp was. And she got her page up and running on Yelp, you know, within a couple of weeks. I was like, it takes you one day to do this, but I need you to do this so that you can get more business to your page. Mm -hmm. So she created the Yelp page and it's something so simple, but she was so ecstatic about that. She, and that was one of the things she didn't even think about doing. And I was like, oh yeah, change your profile picture to you so that people can know you're an actual person running this business and not just a corporation. So mm -hmm. little things like that, that we've learned along the way that that's helped us that we try to help others do. Yeah. And I know it's a ton of value in that. And I think the everyday person, they may not even realize it. Um, Cause a lot of people, for some reason, they expect information to be free. They feel <laughs> they're entitled to, you know, the information that others have actually put sweat equity in that actually made the mistakes. They think mm -hmm. they're just, I don't know, for just some reason, me. yeah, it's just, they're just privy to that information. So it's just interesting, like, the different viewpoints, uh, depending on different experiences that individuals have had throughout their lifetimes. Uh, just, it's just interesting to see their, all the different perspectives. But you know, both of us know there's so much value in it, um, just learning from other people's mistakes. And you, right. might have to, you might have to pay that cost to, to know, get that information, but at the end of the day, if you can save first and foremost time, because mm. um, that's yeah. but then package <laughs> that with money as well as like it's is worth it a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, a lot of people they're willing to pay to ask the questions. They just want to have access to you yeah. and to give them, you know, to give them your undivided attention for thirty minutes to an hour to ask any question that they see on your timeline, you know, people will start making a list of things they want to ask you mm -hmm. before they even come mm -hmm. to the the, the, the the conversation. So, you know, they'll be like, oh, I just, you know, I've been waiting all this time to ask you these, these questions and they'll have a, they'll just start shooting them off. <laughs> so it, it's totally fine. I would rather somebody, and I'll tell people, they'll be in our DMs and they'll say, I feel guilty, guilty asking you all these questions. And I was like, I'll answer as many questions as I can within that character limit, but it's only so much I could give you, you know, I don't mind giving it to you for free, but, I can't be sitting here typing all day to tell you how to start a cleaning business from scratch. So it's a lot easier for us to hop on that phone call for 30 minutes and I can, you can gauge my personality, you can get exactly what I'm talking about. And I could probably give you more of a thorough response to your questions via a face-to-face -face conversation. Exactly. So in terms of debt payoff, so the first step, um, 
seems like you guys analyze the situation. You know, you you see, you saw how much debt you had across, you know, credit cards, student loans, whatever, so have you. And then from there, you kind of shape the mindset on why you guys, were, you know, we're going to pay off the debt. What was the motivation? You know, you want to travel more. Uh, you wanted more freedom. And then from there, you guys increase your income. And also, it seems like you decrease your expenses a little bit, um, you know, by getting the by working at the gym, you no longer had to pay for a gym membership. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there probably some other ways that you decreased your expenses as well. So from there, what did you do? Then after, you know, you started the cleaning business, after you paid off the debt, what was next? So after we paid off the debt, what was next? I think that it didn't hit us right away until the month after when we didn't have to budget for debt. Like we didn't have to budget for any suit paying off anything. So that's when it was like, okay, what do we do with all this money now? Which is a good problem, but we're just kind of like, what next? You know what I mean? Um, And so that's when we decided like, okay, we do want our business to grow. So we're going to have to probably put more marketing into it. Mm -hmm. Um, So we decided that um, I think we, increased our our travel the amount we take out for traveling uh, because we knew like some upcoming things that were coming up we increased Um, our giving we made sure that we we increased our tithing as well because we weren't tithing the amount you know the 10 percent at the time when we were paying off debt we were giving but not what we should have been so we Mm -hmm. definitely did that as well once we paid off debt and not even just tithing we also like gave more to friends and family so we made sure that that was part of our budget, giving, you know, people we love and who needs, you who know, needs it, yeah. financial, you know, who needs financial help. So we started giving more away to our friends and family. Um, yeah. So those are some of the things that we've done so far. Yeah. So right now we're, so right now we're saving, we're looking to potentially get an investment property. We're looking to start a few other businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, we've moved, um, we didn't move up, but we just moved closer to my job to get more, time more back. time back. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a few things that we've done and, and we're continuing to work on for, for 2020. So long-term, do you, do you see yourself, uh, potentially leaving a job, going full-time in the cleaning business or where does the cleaning business fall in line with your long-term, with you guys' long-term plan? So we're really trying to grow the cleaning business. Somebody asks us like, oh, do you want to sell it? Uh, I don't think we're at the, that point yet. Uh, we do want to grow it. We do kind of want to get a virtual assist- assistant involved so we can be a little bit removed from it. Right now, we're, we're really in it. Um, so that's what we're looking to do with the clean. But I think we'll keep it, in, you know, as long as we can. And it's, um, we look at it as an asset as well. If somebody's willing to buy something from you, then it's probably worth something. It's probably an asset. So mm-hmm. if we could keep something like this and we can make it as passive as possible, like with a right. virtual assistant, and they'll just keep generating income. Like the guy I was talking about um, who gave me the original idea, he lives in like Tokyo, Japan. Yeah. He's like, Somewhere. he doesn't even live in the States anymore. His cleaning business is located in like Washington or something. Mm-hmm. So he travels the world, you know, full time. His cleaning business is ran by, you know, people on the ground or virtual assistants, managers, um, managers like one of the largest cleaning business businesses in DC. Um, we became good friends with him as well. He's, he's doing the same thing. He's kept his business. Um, it's worth millions of dollars. They bring in millions of dollars a year and he just travels the world. And he has people running it remotely for him. So, so that would be the goal. Yeah. <laughs> so we can have to get to that point where, where it's completely hands off for us. We're paying people. Um, obviously, there'll be more overhead expenses with that. But if we grow to that point, then it shouldn't be an issue. It'll continue generating income. Right. More expenses, but more freedom. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You can't you can't have both sometimes. Mm-hmm. No, that's dope. I, and I saw something on Twitter. Um, I forget exactly who said it, but he's a big He's a guy that's big on wholesale, and he's always talking about, you know, how much he wants to pay his staff. Um, mm-hmm. You know that, you know, the more you invest in people, the more you buy more of your time back. 
and yeah. it gives you now that you're leveraging, you know, multiple individuals' time, your your potential to increase your income is like so much more. Because now instead of leveraging your 24 hours, you're leveraging 10 other people's 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So the time just goes so much further. So no, I think I think that's super important as well when we're trying to scale. But definitely, definitely get those VAs. Um, <laughs> yeah. We know, like y'all got everything ready to go. I feel like, and that's the goal. We want to. Yeah. We're building. We want to make sure that we're building a business and not a hobby. Exactly. If we can't remove ourselves from the, we went to we went to Maldives and they were mm-hmm. nine hours ahead. Yeah, nine, nine hours ahead. So <laughs> we were actually good that week. Um, our text did a really good job, but it was like yeah. if we can't remove ourselves completely from the business, then we just have a hobby, even though we're making money. It's great, but we need to have this structure in place so that we're actually running a business. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you can't run a business if you're the only person who could do it. Right. So we want to start putting people in places so that we don't have to worry about, we can go to Maldives and be nine hours. Like, at least me, I was so stressed out while I was over there just thinking about it. But hey, we actually had a uh, pretty solid week. And then now that we're going to, to Africa, we're going to be quite a few hours ahead. So that's going <laughs> to be the second challenge for us. So we're trying to get a, we're trying to get a virtual assistant before we go uh, to Morocco. At the, end of this, at the end of February. Yeah. One of the key things that I've learned with like virtual assistants is to make sure that you're you're very specific and exactly you want what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. Had to be very specific, and so what I started to do was I started to write down how I was doing everything. Mm-hmm. Write down exactly how you do everything. That way, once they come on board, they all, it's like training. You got to train exactly how to do everything. Like boom, here you go. Here your SOP. Just do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that goes a long way. We've went through two so far. Um, in the past, what, six six months, maybe? Well, that was like October, November. So past like three, yeah. four months, we went through two virtual assistants and we realized the second one we brought in, was like, all right, we got to write everything down because the first one left and we didn't write anything down. <laughs> so, yeah. So that goes a long way. I would say I record, like if there's anything that you do like uh, on the laptop or the computer, like record that joint, like hop on Zoom, sure. record it. Like, that's that's another easy way to- like, They all prefer back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, what else did I want to touch on? I kind of wanted to touch on your ebook or your webinar. Um, you know, you help people basically do exactly what you did. You know, mm-hmm. I see the stories that you guys post kind of all the time about people following your blueprint. You know, they're slaying debt left and right. Um, so, can you tell us a little bit more about that? And also provide some advice for anyone listening that wants to be debt free, wants to pay off debt. But kind of don't know where to start like what advice would you give and also tell us a little bit more about that ebook. yeah yeah so i'll go back a couple of steps because um before we while we were still in debt we got well i got pretty bored like maybe about we have like forty thousand dollars left so what i did was i created a challenge called delete the debt challenge and that became like my thing where we had a 10-week group it was an accountability group and we pretty much all put money into the pot and the person who paid off the most debt in 10 weeks would win the pot. So the pots ended up being like seven, eight hundred dollars. And what it did was, yeah, the person who won got that pot of seven, eight hundred dollars. But what it also did was create accountability for people who needed it. So I think the first week, the first challenge in 10 weeks, we paid off like eighty thousand dollars as a group. The second challenge we did, we all paid off like a hundred thousand dollars as a group. Um, but people were still just taking the challenges, running with it so they could, they could pay off their debt. So what that translated into was an accountability group, which translated into just our uh, guide to debt freedom course. Mm -hmm. And the reason we did that was because once we started telling our story more, there were so many questions around it. And I was like, you know what? We are doing this. We're helping people do it. We have a blueprint because people that were in our group, they were doing it as well. 
So the guide to debt freedom pretty much became a A through Z blueprint that we went through to get out of debt. So um, it starts with changing your mindset, creating your why. Why do you want to get out of debt? If it's not important to you, you're not going to do it. He's going to revert back to what you were doing before. Um, stop praising credit cards. We all love credit cards. We all love points. But if you're trying to get out of debt and you still have, you're still focused on the points. It, using it, paying it. Yeah. You, you pretty much, you know, you're, you're burying yourself in sand with a, a, a bucket with holes in it. So um, doing that as well. Um, also creating some accountability inside the, um, we started with some spreadsheets. Um, the spreadsheets also show you how fast you're going to get out of debt or how long it's going to take you with um, a debt snowball or a debt avalanche. Mm-hmm. Also some, uh, some images. So we had a, a thermometer on our fridge and every thousand dollars we colored that in and that created like more excitement for us. Visual, like, yeah. visual um, we started like, all right, we have $40,000 left. You know, it, it, it kept us excited to do it. So it's pretty much a guide and walkthrough. Um, it also tell, shows you a template budget. Um, it gives you a lot of basics that we needed um, that we had to search for early on. Um, and that could be found in our uh, link tree on our Heart Tremony, um Instagram as well. We'll make sure to include that in the show notes. I think, yeah. um, I think what a lot of people should be taking from this is that you all have displayed a tremendous amount of discipline throughout the whole thing. And you could have this goal to pay down debt or you could have a goal to start a business. But if you don't have no self-discipline, then you're not going to be able to make the necessary sacrifices in order to accomplish your goal. So can you guys just kind of share um, a little bit about the times where like you had to sacrifice something? Yeah. Yo, like I wanted to go take this trip, but we can't because, hell, we got this debt goal that we're trying to pay off. And and how, how did that make you feel to like not be able to participate in those normal activities that you guys normally do? Um, I'll even start with just um, sacrifices from the cleaning business. Like we were bringing in income from day one. Yeah, but we weren't taking that. We weren't taking. So you're seeing a couple thousand dollars hit her in account and you're just like, you know what? We're going to let this sit for a little while because we know that this is going to benefit us in the future. Um, It did take a lot of, it did take a lot of um, determination and and patience to kind of get to the point where we said, you know what? We're completely comfortable doing this. But were there any times where we said, you know, we felt... I would probably say the biggest one or quickest one for me was my sneakers. I love sneakers. So, but that was, that's more superficial for me. That was just, um, but I think the other one was for me was time. Um, We were missing out a lot of time with each other because we were working a lot. So, you know, when I was, when I was working at Equinox and she was working at Equinox at the same time, there were hours where, you know, I would work, you know, five to 10 PM and she would be working five to 10 PM and we were alternating days. So I would get home and have to cook and clean and take the dog out and she would have to do the same. So, um, those are some of the, the the strongest moments that we had, but we had to be real intentional about being together when we weren't together. And I think maybe like a few trips to New York or something like that were some things that we sacrificed doing um, just because like Tony's biggest thing is like our friends and family will understand that this is something we're working towards, you know, they wouldn't be upset about it because they know that this is for, for us. So I think that that kind of helped us feel comfortable with knowing like, okay, it's fine that we're going to miss this one, you know? Um <laughs> So. But once you start telling people your story, if you're not being a mute about it, you're not being secluded, they're going to understand. The people that are in your corner are going to, they should be supporting you. If not, then they shouldn't be in your corner. <laughs> but most of our friends and family understood what we were doing, um, especially when we started sharing our story more. And now they're, you know, we've been on TV a few times. We've been in radio news, things like that. So everyone understands and sees, you know, why we were doing it. At first it was like, you get out of debt. Why would you do that? But now it's like, got it. Understood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Copy. <That's- laughs> So looking back, um, is there anything that you guys would do differently if you could do it all over? Hmm. 
That's a good question. I don't think we've ever gotten that Mm-mm. one. Mm-mm. <laughs> what would you have done differently? Differently? I don't know. Maybe we would have started the cleaning business sooner. You mean started taking money out of it sooner? No, just started earlier. Maybe that. That. I, I think our, I, me personally, I think our journey worked out, you know, because getting it paid off by our 30th, it wasn't a big goal, but being able to celebrate right when we did, we paid it off a week before we traveled to Houston with 20 of our friends and family that came from New York. And it was like, we're celebrating her 30th, but we're also celebrating debt freedom. I think it happened, you know, right when it was supposed to happen. I don't think there's anything that I would have done differently during this journey that I could think of anyway. Me neither. And maybe I would have started, because right now I do like- um, Maybe more side hustles early yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right now I do like telecounseling. Um, so like um, therapy via, you know, texting and, video and i could have started that earlier because that brings in at least like 1300 a month so that would be yeah so that would have been something different but other than that i don't i think it it worked out and for us at least yeah because i don't think early on we had that same mindset yeah we were cutting no we didn't yeah we were making (laughs) our goal was to make more money but now it's like we can we can create we can create income with our with our thoughts we think about something yeah yeah i say that all the time like with social media, I'm like, listen, once you have a following or once you have people that trust you and believe in you, I can sell sheets. Like, I can sell, you can sell anything or like, you know, once they, they hear your story, they connect with you. Um, and I, I didn't think like that at all. Like, I had my first job, like, junior year in college. I never would be one to have multiple jobs at all. Mm-hmm. So to be here now, it definitely was a, a change um, in mindset. And also, like, in our, the way we, the way we look at things, is like, we can create, we can see ways to create income for other people that they don't even see about, they don't even see yeah. it. Like, we'll talk to somebody in certain aspects of, oh, like, one of my, one of my uh, frat bros, he's a teacher at a gym. I was like, yo, I'm sure the gym is open after five o'clock and I'm sure it's not an after school program. You could probably start a basketball camp there or something. And it was like, he didn't even think about that type of stuff. So um, I wish I had that earlier, but I think that just came with us just grinding and, and working it out. Right. No, definitely a hundred percent. And I think almost when you have situations like this where, you know, whether you're paying off a ton of debt or whether, you know, you start a business and you go through those ups and downs, I kind of feel like you're obligated in some way, shape or form to start consulting. Cause like yeah. you can help so many people out. And for me, I think one of the best feelings is being able to make money while also helping somebody else make money or improve their lives in some way, way, shape, form or fashion. Uh, so I think that's, that's super dope. Like that's always the way to go. Yeah. You, know, you always just feel better. Like you could be having the worst day in the world, but if somebody, you know, sliding your DM say, hey, I just paid off so, this amount of debt. Right. Like, <laughs> it turns your day around. Like Everybody's yeah. always so excited now. Like, it never was anything that at least anybody in our close crew would talk about or anything like that. So anytime a card is paid off or something is paid off or, like, just randomly they'll text, like, oh, I'm going to pay off my card in May. And I'm like, oh, okay, girl. Like, you know, it wasn't a conversation before. So now people are, like, super excited to share and stuff like that. Yeah, I got a text at, like, 6 in the morning. I mean, we're a couple hours behind New York, but I got text 6 in the morning. He's like, yo, bro, I just paid off. I just paid off my car. I was like, what? Good morning. You're happy. Congratulations. <laughs> He's like, he's like, I didn't even tell my mother yet. He's like, you, you the first person I thought about. I'm like, that is super dope, man. Like, and people are so excited to share their story with you because they know you've done it. They know you would appreciate their excitement as well. Yeah, that goes a long way. Yeah, it definitely does. Indeed, I know 
for me, I always sit back and have those random moments where I just think about like the impact that I have, uh, you know, other people's lives in a positive manner. And I'm sure you guys get that same thoughts as well. But, you know, that's why I think you guys probably have, you know, the thoughts where you never, you wouldn't really would have done anything differently looking back on it because, you know, I feel like you guys really grinded it out. You know, you increased your income, you took on side hustles, multiple at that. Um, and you did this pretty much, you did what had to be done. It wasn't like any hiccups along the way because you guys worked as a team. Like Anthony mentioned, you know, sometimes he had to come on and cook and food and take out the dogs. And then you guys flipped um, that responsibility as well. But I feel like you guys just did it. That's, that's it. You just took action. Like, it wasn't really a ton of complaining. It was just like, we about to get this shit done. And then we finna travel the world. That's right. That's, I mean, that's, and that's what he was just saying. He's like, like, listen, the quicker done. we get this done, the more, you wouldn't even have to question, like, oh, can we afford? Can we go? Like, it's like, we can go. Mm-hmm. As long as we get the time off, yeah. like, we can go, you know? So. I haven't questioned um, any travel yet. So I'm just like, all right, <laughs> whatever. Let's do it. No, let's do it. You got any questions, bro? Man, no, I am just amazed, man. Like, I got so much debt. <laughs> I'm trying to pay off right now. <laughs> and, so I am ecstatic and amazed by what you guys have accomplished. And I just think it's inspiring for not only myself and Brian, but everybody else that's listening in to the nice. podcast, man. Like, we got two individuals that has figured it out, right? And not only have they figured it out, but they giving back and they sharing that game on how you can figure it out for yourself. And kind of what you guys were just talking about, the best feeling in the world is when you knew or you know that you had an impact on somebody's day or had an impact on somebody's life. And I was just having a conversation earlier today and, you know, not, not to go too spiritual or anything like that, but I was saying that, you know, I think that we have to really dig deeper in how we spend our time while we're here and we can go to church all day, but if we're not helping other people be better, if we're not helping society and the individuals around us, then what are, what are we living for? And people always tell me like, they ain't making no money. Well, if you're not making no money, that's because you're not providing enough value to other people. Yeah, People pay for value. Mm-hmm. So if you're not making no money, dog, you need to figure out how can you provide value to other people. And every time we do these episodes, I just get more inspired about like, yo, if you got this goal, if you got this dream, like hustle up, buckle down and figure out what you got to do and don't let anything get in the way of you accomplishing, accomplishing that goal. So I just want to say like, I'm proud of you guys. I just met you guys tonight. <laughs> like so much success and I wish you guys nothing but success in the future and shit I'm gonna make sure I give y'all contact information so y'all can help me pay down some debt <laughs> no doubt, no thank doubt. you so much thank you nice. so like I mentioned man thank you guys for coming on the show definitely appreciate it um, so I'm gonna make sure to put you know the coaching um, as well as the the guide to paying down debt in our show notes so for those listening make sure to check out the show notes um but can you tell you know our audience where to where can they find you on social media or website, whatever so have you? Okay, so they can find us at the Hartrimony on Instagram. And so it's a play of our last name in matrimony. Okay. So it's the H-A-R-T-R-I-M-O-N-Y, the Hartrimony. And all of our links, all of our articles, all of our um, features, features everything. are all everything's in our Instagram bios. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, I'm Anthony underscore Hartzog. So that's H-A-R-T-Z-O-G. Um, and we both yeah. share that Instagram page. So um, sometimes I'm posting, sometimes she's posting. <laughs> People know I'm usually talking my 
about the money. So <laughs> if it's the family stuff and the, and the workouts, that's us. But that's what makes our page pretty dope. We're not just talking about money. We're talking about family. We're talking about we're talking about health. We're talking about wealth. Mm-hmm. We're talking about spirituality. We're talking about just grinding overall as people. Yeah. So so earlier you mentioned your frat brother. What? Yeah. what? You already know, bro. Come on. Uh, come on. I'll do that. Uh, you know, bro. I'll do that, man. You don't want to do that right there. Uh, <laughs> the whole interview with Will, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you already know. Alpha Phi Alpha. Hey, it's okay, bro. We had we had some cappers out here. Look. <laughs> some some of my closest friends are cappers, so it's all it's all love in New York is different, man. We show so much love to just each other because it's such a small community, you know. So it's all love, man. Eight follow all day. <laughs> So we're going to let y'all go. Thank you again for coming on the show. All right, guys. Thank appreciate you. the invite. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Later. Later. All right. That's what it is. We just ended another phenomenal episode of the Double Up Podcast. We wrapping up. So before we get out of here, make sure you guys go follow Windy City Defense. If you're looking to get your concealed and carry license, we also got some self-defense classes kicking up in February. So if you're looking to figure out ways to protect yourself, hit us up. Get at me. Again, it's Gene, the real estate guy. Find me on Instagram and Twitter. Two underscores, Mr. Marshall, baby. It's good, family. It's B-Rob, a.k.a. the infamous CPA. You can find me on all social media outlets at the infamous CPA. And if you're interested in getting your credit repaired, visit the700circle.com. And, you know, if you're interested in getting your car rental business off the ground. I'm doing car rental consultations. You can find that in the link in my bio on Instagram. Thank you to, you know, the Heart Zogs for coming on the show. Yes. This is episode 16. We're signing off. Double up. Over and out.